Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do enjoy, even if we don't enjoy it. Go buy records, go see bands. We're not striving to be tastemakers or professional critics or make objective value judgments. We're just two dummies in a basement talking about the music that we like and oftentimes dislike, but broadly speaking, like... Uh, the format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them per episode to listen to. And that's all there is to it. I'm going to get some housekeeping stuff out of the way up top. So first of all, if you want to submit music, it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Uh, just make sure that your release is a year or less old from the time of your submission. That's really the only criteria and that it falls, you know, broadly into the spectrum of punk metal subculture music, I guess. We 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 paint with a pretty broad brush here. I also wanted to shout out some new Patreon subscribers because uh, that's a thing I, I frequently forget to do. Um, so thank you to Nick, Caleb, and Parker for subscribing to the Patreon. If you're interested in, subs- in subscribing to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. And on that note, my other point of order, uh, so Nate and I's band, Parasitic Twins, put out a promo tape recently, um, and even though it was technically demo listen number four, uh, I didn't send it out to $10 Patreon subscribers for two reasons. The first first of which is a practical reason, which is that we it is a promo tape. We printed, we pressed up enough of them to basically cover shows that we were playing and have enough that we could sell some to interested parties online. You know, they're $5 tapes, it's four songs. Um, so we, we wanted it to remain true to the title. It is a promotional tape. It is something that we printed primarily just so we would have something to sell and as kind of a, a, a proof of concept, like, hey, we're, uh, we're putting out new music. It's pretty good. Here it is on the tape. There will be more to come in a more official format uh, or at least a lengthier format at some, time in the, at some point in the near future. And then, um, you know, so I, we didn't print enough where I could easily send it out to everybody who subscribes at the $10 tier and then also have enough to sell at shows and stuff. But if you're interested in buying them, I think there are like 15 left. Thank you to everybody who purchased them online. I threw them up on the big cartel. I didn't really promote it a ton. I just kind of made a couple posts about it. And uh, quite a few people bought it. So thank you to everybody who did. It's uh, demolisten.bigcartel.com. Uh, and uh, I think I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, and you can order it there. It's like five bucks. Uh, and then the second reason I didn't send them out to Patreon subscribers is just because it felt a little self-indulgent and presumptuous. Even mentioning the tape on this podcast feels too self-indulgent for me. Yeah, sure. The Even mentioning anything we do feels too <laughs> self-indulgent. You, I hate self-promotion. Yeah, you got a hang-up about that, though. I hate it. It, 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 would be, it would be very foolish of us to not at least mention that we play <laughs> in a band on the hard on the, in a hardcore band on the hardcore podcast that we do. I don't think at all. And keep it a secret. I don't think at all. Why would we keep it a, it's not a secret? You find out, you find out. But I ain't gonna fucking tell you, <laughs> right? I don't think. It, I don't think. It, I don't think it's. It's you know. It's not a secret. It's yeah. Just, uh, you know. Whatever. Sure. Uh, hey, I, check it out. Look at this fucking band I'm in. Oh, and by the way, check out this fucking podcast. Sure. Well, well, I hate. I, ugh, I hate self promotion. They're already listening to the podcast. You know what I mean? It's, we're, we're not shilling for the thing. If, if we lived in like the medieval ages, yeah, I would be like an ascetic living in a tree. Yeah, you would absolutely for sure. 
there's there's no doubt about that. Um, but uh, but that's fine. I'm willing to take one for the team and say, hey, we play in a band. I think well, it's pretty good. If you want to buy a tape, it's up for sale online. You heard it from him, not from me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can make we can make that differentiation. Um, so uh, so yeah, thanks to everybody who picked that up. Um, so those are my only like housekeeping things up top. Um, oh yeah. Oh, wait, there was actually one other thing. I'm really bad about doing this too, uh, promoting upcoming shows at the bug house, because I imagine with as many listeners as we have, there are some people in the tri-state area. Uh, I do shows at a place called the bug house. I've talked about it on the show before located in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where, where we live. Um, I booked a restraining order there on October 22nd. I imagine it's probably going to be the the biggest show that we've done there so far. The Spy Gel MS Paint show was was quite quite big too. A, a bunch of kids turned out to that. I think this restraining order one will probably give it a run for its money. It is on October 22nd. You know, I'm not doing pre-sales or anything like that for it. It's just at the door. I don't imagine we'll go over capacity. You can fit a surprisingly large number of people in that basement. Um, so if that is interesting to you, you live within two or three hours uh, and you want to see restraining order in a basement, October 22nd, come do that. Um, beyond that, I just got my, my normal sort of weekly points of order. I wanted to say I checked out the Curly's LP that was in the queue last week, and it is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend anybody check that out. Mm-hmm. I also listened to uh, the Dracula tape, the new like mm-hmm. New Orleans band. It was also pretty solid, like DB informed, like burly DB crusty hardcore stuff. Okay. Uh, it was real solid. Um, beyond that, you know, I just have a, I have a few little things here and there. Um, uh, not, not really like anything major. Something you're not going to pick a fight with any major, uh, festivals, festivals and no. their sponsors. No, no, I'm not. I will address something that way. So we had this band and I saw them the other night. That's why I'm bringing this up. We had this band mutilation barbecue on the show a while back and we both acknowledged like this is well played, but there's something about it there's like a there's there's something about it that feels it's that goofy cartoon death metal right exactly and uh so i saw them live the other night they played one of the last shows like the second to last show at a local venue called the muse on main and uh, i went out to see some younger kids bands and mutilation uh, barbecue happened to be on it and a they are very very young men like i would say probably pretty fresh out of high school, like okay. maybe 20 at the oldest. Mm-hmm. May, possibly some of the members are still in high school or, or just graduated. And they were really, really good live, like genuinely great players, very tight live band. I, that said, I don't think I have heard that many pinch harmonics at a live show, maybe ever in my life, other than seeing like footage of like a a live like uh, black label society set or something that is probably the only comparable level of pinch harmonics ever yeah uh and then the vocalist was also wearing like trip pants with zippers on them and uh and like zippers and straps on them and had like you know he was like he wore glasses but they weren't cool glasses they were just like little it guy oval glasses they were decidedly just like small town ohio like weird young kids which i think kind of explains it sure and there are kind of two paths forward for a band like that because like i said they're they're they were really really good like deceptively good in terms of like their instruments how together they were the performance right and you could go one of two ways they could either get 
cooler and like lean into sort of classic death metal stuff and like really embrace that and kind of cut the more cartoonish clownish aspects out Mm -hmm. or within five years they will all be in like a tech death band Mm -hmm. which is probably the more likely end result I, i didn't know what those those weird pants were called trip is the name of the company t-r-i-p-p yeah and uh ironically uh those pants which uh, you know you you couldn't pay me uh, to wear no. uh many people pay uh like hundreds of they're dollars not, for not those now cheap no yeah. and if but if you get like vintage ones from like the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. people pay a lot of money for those mm. a lot of money which is insane um other than that, I didn't really have anything anything else. I mean, there there is like the the ongoing culture war thing. Like the Little Mermaid is black, right? Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. Like anybody cares, right? Yeah. So that and that was my only point of that. I'm not going to speak on that with at with any sort of like re, I'm not going to put any real effort in or thought into this other than to say like if you care that the Little Mermaid is black, but also if you care the opposite direction and you're an adult person, if you care on any level about that, about the little mermaid, about the little mermaid, just commit seppuku. It's the only way to preserve the uh, right. honor of your family. Right. Line. Leave this one to the kids. Yeah. Leave this one to the children. Let's, right. let's not have a culture war about the little mermaid. Right. right. Like, cause that even, that even came across my radar, like yeah. grown men. Yeah. Like on NPR and angry shit. about, and they talked for a long ass time on NPR yeah. about it, about the Little Mermaid. And I was like, mm-hmm. "So what? It's a fucking mermaid." Yeah, it's it, it, it's you you can't you cannot comfortably sit on either side of that debate and with any sort of uh, self respect intact at the end of it because like you know on the other hand like I saw a video of like little little black girls like reacting to the trailer being like oh that represents me which is cool sure. that's that's yeah, nice that's right. right but also I, there's we're in a, like a weird cultural moment where <laughs> where i think that like corporate interests want to like make you think as if like black people haven't been in media for like the last like 50 years but especially since the 90s like very well represented in terms of like their rep their their numerical percentage based representation in popular media is like it's not a new thing I, I don't i've never seen it i don't watch you, shows like that oh <laughs> yeah sure sure not in the shows that i watch but you know in the liberal <laughs> shows yeah yeah yeah. in yeah. those liberal shows yeah. i've heard tell of the fact you know uh the, there there have been are and have been like dozens and dozens of like fully black sitcoms for a there's plenty of places to find black representation as a little girl and i think it's really funny that like a hill jack redneck morons are like up in arms about a black little mermaid and also funny that like you know shit lib twitter blue check mark uh like journalist class uh, corporate shill people uh, are acting like it, like Disney putting a black person in a movie is like a really important cultural moment. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just who gives a shit. Yeah, leave it to the kids. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what? It it's it kind of falls for me in the same lane too. Is like a, adult Disney fans. Sure. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, absolutely. Fine. You like a few cartoons? Sure. Who doesn't? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what really speaks to the decline of uh, Western civilization when you got it tatted all over your fucking body and the inside <laughs> of your house looks like a 10-year-old fucking bedroom. Yeah, for sure. It you sucks. know, like, like boy, you got nothing left to fight for, do you? Yeah, it's a... So we're going to fight for this. Yeah, it's a it's a bummer, man. It is a, it is a bummer. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's really... That's all... Oh, I did have one other thing, a thesis. Uh, a, qu- a Half question, half thesis, right? 
So we've talked on this show before, and especially in on the Patreon episodes where we have specifically done a deep lot, deep dive into a European straight edge hardcore label. But we Europeans for many years now, like several decades, have been represented in media. <laughs> I've also been represented in media, um, but no, like have have been the butt of many usually lighthearted and friendly enough jokes within the context of hardcore specifically because european hardcore fans uh embody like a very sort of there's like a specific caricature of the european hardcore fan sure and i've met and interacted with quite a lot of people that fully embody that caricature sure and it, frankly most of them just possess what we would probably all commonly recognize as as uh, kind of just like the fundamental traits of like a functioning autist, and <laughs> and and what I'm saying here. So my thesis slash question is what, like how to make friends overseas. <laughs> no, my th I'm not saying all European hardcore fans. I'm just saying the ones that are representative of, the, of this particular archetype. Right. What I'm saying is like there's plenty of people in uh, American hardcore and punk and like subculture music that are definitely autistic because it is a, a, a genre that in invites like anal retentive hyper pedantic people who like to collect things and collect information and factoids about shit you know oh, okay 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 hold on hold on hold on yeah I, I i don't like the term autist being bandied about as basically just anybody that uh likes detailed information or is into something or collects or is well, hyper pedantic. I, I don't like that. Well, I'm and not. I also don't like, I hate it when folks, there's this weird, there's this weird, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is a minefield for me to wade into right now. Um, there's this weird, like identity and like self-diagnosis that sure. a lot of people fucking take sure yeah, yeah from like well i like anime and i like to pay attention to things and i really like video games i'm probably autistic sure or, golly i've always been kind of weird and the other kids make fun of me in high school and right. i kind of stood out and i'm socially awkward and geez i'm a real introvert too but i like being around my friends so i must be autistic too sure and there's a lot of that sort of shit of right? course yeah yeah and yeah. that just bugs the fucking shit out of me i hate yeah i hate it when people try to like they're, they're looking for some sort of identifier they're looking for some sort of like character trait that they can wave as a flag of community of course right and like self-diagnosing various like mental illness or various sure. like 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 uh, neurodiverse abilities is one of them sure and it's very irritating to me yeah there's no doubt about that that is a very common thing it's incredibly prevalent in our current society and it's largely due to the fact that uh we live in a society with no significant rites of passage or like cultural unifiers that uh, that bond us it, together it, as a culture it too is but a stone's throw away from the adult disney fan sure of course but i'm just saying and i'm not i'm i'm speaking very broadly and loosely here i'm just saying that a culture like this is more prone to uh, a, uh attract genuinely neurodivergent weirdo types i don't know I, I would say so because I, I don't know. I'm I've not going to speak with any level of certainty or or or, uh, or authority on that. I will say I've met enough actually diagnosed autistic people within the card culture. 
Did they say, check it out, here's my doctor's note? <laughs> no. They, or did they just tell you that they were diagnosed with something? Have you have you not met enough people that you within punk and hardcore that are not clearly on the spectrum? I, I There's plenty of fucking weirdos, but that doesn't mean I'm not an expert. I'm not going to place them on a spectrum. And I'm also uh, not really into meeting people, so no. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're feeling especially difficult tonight. So what I was saying, go ahead with your thesis. I'm done. I'm done. Full of I'm done. You've, de you've fully, de you've fully <laughs> derailed me. Well, all I was going to say is that like, I think subculture is more baked into Western society, like to, or into American society specifically than it is in Western European society. And that perhaps it takes like a specific, uh, even fringier type of like outsider weirdo pedantic nerd to gravitate to, to hardcore and punk and metal in Europe than it does in America because it's even less baked into the culture there than it is here. Oh, uh, maybe, but no, not really. Go to Scandinavia, dude. Sure, but that's one specific I mean, place. Jesus, you know, the prime minister of Scandinavia is like, you know, fucking sure. twerking to Beharit. <laughs> yeah, so I was, you I know, was at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a at a hockey game. I was actually, I was actually omitting Scandinavia from right. this particular, uh, this particular uh, sociological uh, theorem here. Uh, I was, I was speaking mostly about like Western Europe, like you know, Germany, so Italy, Spain, France. Let's think about this. Uh -huh. How would you like to be in Finland, uh -huh. where it's like heavy metal seems to be? like pop music here. I don't know that I would like that that much. I don't think I would either. No. I don't want you to talk to me about this shit. No, not really. Right? The reason yeah. I the reason I I uh look the way I do. Yeah. And the reason is cuz I don't want you to fucking come near me. Sure. Right? Yeah. You wear a fucking I don't know. You wear a fucking Bester Warless shirt over there and suddenly, you know, grandpa from down the streets inviting <laughs> you over for fucking tea. Yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, that's that I, that's the thing that I think I'm trying to avoid. Uh so yeah, no, I don't I don't think I would like for that to be like really baked into mainstream culture. I think I would be very annoyed by that. Yeah, <laughs> you would feel uh uh, less, a little less special. I would feel a little less. A little special. less autistic. Maybe. A little less autistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If everybody's into it, then we can't all be That's autistic. Right. If everybody's special, then no one's special. Then no one's special, right? Here, I get to be a, a big fish in a small pond. That's right. You know. So there's my theory about uh, some European hardcore fans. Okay. There's more autistic in European hardcore than in America. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. Okay. I don't have much either. Okay. I uh, started. I uh, yeah. Not much. I played. Uh, I played a stupid video game uh, about a cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a bunch of people talking about that Socks, game. Socks, don't play it. I think I would probably like it. No. It looks like a game that I would enjoy. It looks very narratively driven. It's, Nothing happens. Yeah. There's no challenges. You just walk around as the cat finding things while robots... I'm just going to tell you what happens. I know what happens. While I, robots I, tell you what they need. There's no challenge to it whatsoever. Yeah. And then the game just fucking ends. I, I like... Uh, I like narrative driven uh experiential games probably a lot it's not more much than of an did. experience here you just walk around the fucking shitty yeah. city with robots jumping around <laughs> there's not much of an experience it's, you look at the wall and a little robot says oh i remember when this happened yeah uh, makes me real sad there's like that weird like there's that weird um intersection uh, juxtaposition of like cuteness and mm -hmm. melancholy sure. in the game yeah. that seems really prevalent among the autists of the video game and anime world. Well, I wouldn't presume to know that they're autistic. I'm just saying I've met many of them, and I haven't met. I've I, in in my travels. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, like that sucks. Uh-huh. There's no, there's no, like, there's no actual action in the game. Sure. And then the game just fucking ends. Like, hey, good job. It wasn't difficult to figure any of this out. Right. Um, you got out of the fucking hellhole dystopian place and made it to the surface. Uh-huh. That's it. I, uh, it's ve- been very well reviewed and is being lauded for its environmental storytelling. And I've watched some videos on it, and I'm almost certain that I would enjoy it quite a lot. So I probably am going to play it. I'm going to disregard your suggestion here and assume that I probably actually will like it <laughs> because this is one uh, area in which we don't overlap in that I I do. There's still a, a small enough shred of my humanity intact that I still ca- can and do enjoy media that on occasion uh that aims to make me uh feel a thing and what are you supposed to fucking feel sometimes it's just nice to be Im- immersed in a in an environment you know but you're not <laughs> according to everybody else who played the game it does a very good job no, in immersing it's the same, you in it's that the same environment fucking thing like the maps are super limited sure you climb up on buildings <clears throat> oh look it's that fucking robot again because i can't remember where the fuck i am in this goddamn city <laughs> yeah right i'm back here right uh-huh. All you do is walk around looking to find little memories yeah. and little things so that you can go on to the next step in the city, mm-hmm. right? There's, it's, it's fucking inane, and it doesn't even make any sense because the robot's are like, go, I can't fucking go on with you. I've been, I've been down here in this fucking hellhole for hundreds of years, right? Yeah. Hundreds of fucking years. I don't even know what the hell's going on. All I want to do is get to the surface, but you know what? Fuck it. You'd be better off without me, cat. Go. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. There's no action. There's no conclusion to the story. Yeah. There's nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, <laughs> I, I was pretty interested in it and all of the reviews that I've read. Have, you can't, like the fucking cat does two things, jumps and meows. That's it. Yeah. You can't claw at shit. Sure. Right? You can't fucking sneak around. Uh-huh. It's nothing. <laughs> this this would be a this would be a good this would be a good corner of the show. Nate's game reviews. <laughs> well, I see. I don't I don't play that many new ones, but this right. one the price was right, and I saw. I was like, oh, I heard somebody talk about this. Seems sure. okay. Yeah, maybe I'll get to fuck some shit up. Like mm-hmm. go hunt some. Like, like, wouldn't you want a fucking cat game where you can like be a fucking cat? I mean, sure. Like, you- okay, fine. Have the main premise of the story that you got to fucking find your way out of this fucking city and find your cat buddies or whatever. By right. the way, that's not how they work, right? What cats? Cats, cats don't hang yeah, around that, in packs. That that's true, but right? <laughs> but we, we are we are in a fictional. So if world you want to make so. a game about a fucking cat, make it about a cat. Have it hunt shit. I didn't fucking eat once the whole goddamn game. I didn't have to find a roach to eat. I didn't have to find a kill a bird. Yeah, I couldn't if I wanted to. Because you know what? All I could do was meow and jump. You're going to have to keep an eye on on the Steam release charts for the cat simulator. Because that seems like you're looking just, for a cat sim. Just give me, this, just give me some conclusion to the story first off. Because sure. a cat walks out. Hey, look, you're back on the surface. There's plants. I guess the world's not dead, right? right. And then it just looks at you and blinks, and that's it. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that sucked. And then, you know, like, so give me that. Yeah. But, like, make me actually do shit as a cat. I want to get you a column on IGN. I think it would be really nice to just like read the comments on an article, like you know, just, you writing this yeah, like, article. Like, what are you gonna do? Fucking listen to your lo-fi beats and feel your little fucking diapy while you walk around <laughs> as a cat, right? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably still, like I said, probably still gonna play. 
Well, looks pretty good. It's not. <laughs> okay. Is that all you got? That's all I got. All right. Let's get into the queue. We've, uh, we've, we've gone on for long enough already. So, uh, so first up, we've got personal damage with their violent ritual cassette. This was sent in to us by our buddy Tyler Hammer from Leaking Head. A bunch of people have been posting about this saying that it's one of the better things that have come out that has come out this year so far. Uh, it has been described to me in such a way that I'm, I'm very interested to check this out. And then we have got uh, we got the new Savage Heads, the new Savage Heads release, "Service to Your Country" on uh, Social Napalm Social Napalm record, Records. Damn, dude, I have I fully all... lo- I fully lost the ability to uh, to speak in the I last thirty seconds. I threw you. You did throw me. You, you're you're in, you're in a mood tonight, and I I can't I I'm coming up against it. I don't know what to do. You're not leaving me any nooks and crannies <laughs> with which to escape. To use my own cat-like reflexes, yeah, yeah. to dodge your Guess what? flaming you're, balls of ire. It's a good thing you didn't have to dodge any danger whatsoever in that fucking game, and didn't need <laughs> cat-like reflexes. You just needed to jump and meow. So this is the new Savage Heads service to your country on Social Napalm Records. Brody sent this in. Also looks very very good. The old Savage Head stuff is good. I'm sure this is also going to be great. Then. We have got uh, King Mike Entertainment System with his uh, debut self-titled release on State Champion Records out of New Jersey. This is Mike who plays in the band Screaming Females. Uh, we shouted him out a couple months ago. He gave us like a big care package of, of tapes and CDs and stuff from his label. He said this is kind of some lo-fi poppy punk stuff. Then we have got Amateur Hour with their self-titled release. This is a band out of uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. It was sent in by Derek who described it as like... Uh, some some type of like lo-fi lo-fi pop like noise pop stuff then we have got snake eyes with their self-titled release snake eyes with a z um out of uh, salt lake city utah this was a a self-submission by chuck who plays in the band uh described it as like 90s kind of metallic hardcore stuff with uh like some kickback influence in there certainly the art and everything looks to to suggest that i will say the name snake eyes with the z is really funny i used to joke about starting a a heavy like hardcore band called uh heavy bricks with a z (laughs) and this is like one degree away from that joke band name but we'll 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 give it a fair shake if we land on it then we have got the Save Our Children and Stunted Youth Tour Tape. It is a split. Uh, this was sent in by uh, our buddy TJ, who we got to hang out with in New Kensington at our at our show out there in the band, the hardcore band called Parasitic Twins that we play in when we did our little three-day weekend wow. jaunt. That uh, you like the fucking band the about. <laughs> I, I will stay silent. <laughs> right, sure. So, uh, so, yeah, TJ set this over. He said the songs are short enough that if, uh, if we land on this, we could probably just play one song from, from each side. Uh, then we have got uh, Clist Sec. Uh, Cl- God damn, dude! I'm, my brain is actively melting in my head. Adam's in my always head. on some esoteric. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Always got to be difficult. Clist Sect um, with their self-titled release. This is our buddy Adam and uh, his partner Charlotte's project. Uh, they put this out. I think they recorded it at the beginning of the year and then put it out in July. Uh, then we have got uh, the new Show to release, uh, Jagger et Krigshode. I'm sure that's not pronounced remotely correctly. This is a Scandinavian uh, DB, like, you know, crusty, raw, hardcore band. Krigshode fucking rocks. This mm-hmm. this new one. Last just, release was really good. It was. This one just came out in August, so I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. Uh, this was sent in by Jake from Leaking Head. Then we have got Rad Habits with Get Me Up. This was sent in by Eric, who plays in the band. We had them in the queue before, but I don't think we landed on them. Uh, I, I did comment that, like, the name and the presentation and everything about it is, like, so repulsive to me. But it was described as, like, uh, like, oi, 
boy infused kind of poppy punk stuff which could be could be very good so uh and then last up we have got blazing tomb with their self-titled release this is a band out of richmond virginia who by the name and the appearance i'm going to assume is playing some permutation of death metal and this was uh, sent in by aj so let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight five Okay, this is uh, well, this is Snake Eyes. We're starting with Snake Eyes. Uh, it is x snakeeyesx.bandcamp.com. The name of the release. Well, okay, it does the, the name of the release is self-titled on Bandcamp, but on like the picture here, um, it says Salt Lake City Straight Edge. So they they want you to know they are committed. Mm-hmm. They are fully committed to the lifestyle. Um, I think the song that he suggested, they got, they got an eponymous track. They do have an, uh, an eponymous trap track, but, uh, the song ignite was suggested for us. So, uh, so we're going to listen to that one. We're going to hear the song ignite by snake eyes. What kept you going? Eight. We just heard the song Ignite by Snake Eyes off of their self-titled debut release. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, probably different than how most everybody feels about it. Like, this sucked. Okay. Um, we just had a conversation last week about metalcore, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. This is so far removed. Like, I can hear just a little, a few seeds in there, right? Sure. Honestly, the vocals sounded like something I might hear on, like, a 90s metalcore record. They reminded me distinctly of, like, a. it wasn't like that yeah. gruff, like, you know from the from the bottom of my throat sort of sort of vocal delivery yeah for sure um it felt a little more natural yeah um <clears throat> but there was like that that super irritating pinch harmonic that would come up 
like a little fucking whack-a-mole that I hated. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because right? when this started, I thought, okay, this it, this doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. And then it did that like four seconds in. I was like, oh, fuck. It's one of these. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, It's sure. one of these. Sure. Um, yeah. No. This is just, no. This is, this, this is, you want to hit that new PR in the gym, bro? Yeah. Right? Are you, are you looking to finally put up 275? Slap on snake eyes. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? You looking to hit three plates? Slap on snake Just eyes. Put on this will get you where you need to be. Yeah, this is lifting music for sure. Um, so I, I didn't really mind this. I thought that this was this was pretty well done. <clears throat> God damn. <clears throat> Turn it into you. Uh so yeah, I thought this was this was fairly well done. There was definitely more than a little bit of kickback DNA in here. But kickback is a is a pretty singular band. I often think that um attempts to imitate them fall quite short of the of the original they're kind of an inimitable band and there are some obvious nods to kickback both in some of the song titles on this like the style of the album art uh like riffs in this song etc and i thought it did a pretty good job of approximating that kind of like darker edged like late 90s style of metalcore shit that that was starting to border and like move into territory where it was a bridge too far for me, but this didn't quite, didn't quite get there. I thought that this was still rooted enough in a lot of stuff that I liked that I can give this uh, a tip of the hat and a nod of the head. I didn't mind this at all. Um, I would like to hear this with like, I, I don't want to say necessarily a better recording quality, but like just some different decisions. One of the things that I've talked about on the show before that holds this particular permutation of metallic hardcore back for me is that there seems to be a, an instinct within a lot of members of this band or, 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 or within a lot of members of within a lot of bands of this type within the membership of a lot of bands of this type Jeez. yeah dude i'm falling apart i'm coming apart at the seams uh, I thought I was coming in strong, and then you just I derailed just, me over I derailed and over again. You. I, I gave you a left and a right on that fucking yeah, autism dude, thing. Yeah, I'm still fucking. I'm just. <laughs> I'm in the corner right now. Somebody, they're they're tr propping me up, spraying water in my mouth, but yeah. I'm not, I can't get back in the match. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there seems to be an instinct here to to kind of go as uh, polished as as possible, and like go with like a real high fidelity sort of production and. I think that this type of shit benefits from a grimier approach, especially because you're trying to make grimy ass music. So to me, like a hyper sort of like studio perfect presentation, it just doesn't serve this kind of oh, stuff. I, I agree because there were like some of the riffs in here I, I, I legitimately did like. Yeah, sure. The total package I did not. Right. I don't like anything about the total package. The sure. art sucks, the logo sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. The presentation of this is bad, for the, sure. The beginning of this song, oh, you know, let's put a bad ass sample right. from some sure. gangster movie or some shit in there. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. right? Let's write some badass lyrics about winds of injustice and hate that sure. don't really mean touch anything. down on anything or mean anything <laughs> yeah. even at all. Yeah, right? yeah, sure, sure. They're just enough to get the fucking adrenal glands flowing so you can put up 295 next time. Sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so, like, the total package sucks, but, like, there was, like I said, when it first came in, I was like, okay, this sounds pretty sick. Right. There's some definite, there was some definite nice, like, parts to this and riffs to this absolutely but yeah i think like it was pretty high fidelity sure we all we talk about it that 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 uh that quintessential lo-fi 90s production yeah, style for stuffy sure. 90s production style yeah would have would have probably gone a long way towards changing my opinion i agree yeah for sure get rid of that stupid fucking pinch harmonic yeah 
Get rid of the blatant stops so that you can slow it down. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was right. the other thing too. I thought the momentum going into the song was like was quite good. It was mid tempo, and then and then the slowdown. Yeah, that I think that didn't serve the song very well either. But you went a lot of directions in this, if only for a moment at a time, where I was with it, and then you kind of lost me again on these kind of the little minutia. And yep. it could be that we just have different sensibilities. And uh, and it's never going to line up. But if you're if you're looking for some constructive criticism, there it is. To me, I think go grimier with this on the visual presentation. Certainly drop the dumb (laughs) Z. You know, like if I see a band called Snake Eyes with a Z, I'm like, what are uh, what are we, boys? We 14. We 14 out here. Right. Snake Eyes is my tough hardcore band. You know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. it sounds like you're it sounds like you're joking. What's keeping you in hardcore right now? (laughs) Hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what, sure. what keeps you going in the scene right now? Right. Yes. Yeah, so like, winds of injustice freezing my bones and the fires of hate thawing them out. Which hit the perfect medium then. Sure. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're right in the comfort zone. Right. You're in the Goldilocks zone. The fires of, of bones. In, the fires of hate fuel my fuel my 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 uh, the, the fires of hate fuel my lifts. Yes. <laughs> so I can get that five pound PR in my squat. So yeah, it could be that that our sensibilities will never align. But yeah, if you if you want my advice, and I'm sure you probably don't, there it is. I, I think I think make this dirtier all around. Uh, follow follow the intuition presented here that I thought was good, and get rid of the stuff that I thought was bad because I know best. So or don't or don't, and I'm sure you'll be much more successful than if you took any advice that we could ever offer. That's you. right. So, um, all right, what's next? Seven. Okay, this is the uh, new Craig Schroeder. You can find this at liedetector.bandcamp.com because this is out via lie detector. Uh, this is called a name that I'm not going to try to pronounce uh, incorrectly once again. The first song is uh, is also a self-titled song. It's also an eponymous track. They're leading strong with that. They're doing what everybody should. If you're going to have an eponymous track, put it right up top. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's make a make your your first track on your release a real statement of purpose make it the name of your band right um so we're going to listen to Krig Schroeder by Krig Schroeder off of uh his new album Yeah, 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 yeah
All right, we just heard the song Craig Schoder by the band Craig Schoder off of, I'm going to try my best here, Jag er et Craig Schoed, which I'm sure is not how... Jeg. Jeg? You think it's Jeg? I don't know. I think, I think, I don't I think know. it's a Y. It's, the J is pronounced like a Y there. I don't know. Is Maybe. it? I, don't I, know. I really I really couldn't say. I don't know. We, we've well established that we don't. We barely even speak English. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, very much highlighted tonight, specifically with, with me. Right. Um, I'm, I'm falling apart here. Um, yeah, that was really fucking good, man. I don't even know what to say about that. It, uh, that's really good. So, yeah, this is this was fun. It was recorded. It says live. Uh, live rehearsal recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah, that came through in the track, too. For sure. Big old burbling fart and bass in the background yeah, and everything, yeah. just kind of where it is. For sure. Um, yeah, that's not a lot of... So, <laughs> contrast this with Snake Eyes. Yes. This is what we like, Snake Eyes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. just take what we said about your recording with a grain of salt. No doubt. Yes, yeah, for sure. I was I was going to say something to that effect as well. Right. Just be like, this is kind of a perfect immediate juxtaposition to... That, that, that should clearly illustrate to anybody in Snake Eyes why anything that we've said about their band shouldn't be remotely relevant to them. <laughs> right, right. Because if you want to be really popular with thousands of people, yeah, st stay the course. Sure. Potentially you'll hit it. Right. If you want to be really popular with a few hundred people. Sure. Sound like Crick Show. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you want them to be people like us, which why would you? Right. Then, yeah, sound right. like Crick Show. No, this is fun. This was irreverent sort of, you know, just nihilistic sort of irreverent sloppy shit. Yep. Um, ton of fun. It comes across in the artwork. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like the first release. Um, I like this release, too. I'm probably going to buy this because I'm a little strapped right now, but whatever. I'm, I'm very fucking strapped right now. I'm broke. I am I'm going broke out here. But yeah, this is this is really good stuff. I mean, if you listen to this show long enough, you know this is the kind of stuff that we enjoy. I like the present the visual presentation of this. It looks great. Uh, it sounds good. It's yeah, it's it's everything I like about punk and hardcore. It's it's exactly completely it. completely unmarketable bullshit. Yes, yep, exactly. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Everybody yeah. already likes this. You don't need us to tell you why it's good. You already know. That's right. Uh, what's next? 6 Okay, six is uh, our buddy Adam's project, Clist Sect. You can find this at Clist Sect. That's uh, K H L Y S T sect.bandcamp.com. And uh, <clears throat> he said that Broken Clock is queued up to play their second song, and he thinks it's the best one, but that it might be too sleepy for us. So he recommends Let Go for play on the podcast. Well, the one that queued up for me to play is uh, Dibbuk. Dibbuk, the first song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it is queued up. Maybe, maybe Adam, go fix that. If you want the second song to be queued up, you, you, uh, I don't think it is. Uh, so, uh, so we'll listen to Let Go. Uh, we'll trust Adam's intuition on this. He knows us pretty well. So we're going to listen to Let Go by Clist Sect off, Clist Sect off of their self-titled release.
All right, we just heard the song Let Go by Clist Sect off their self-titled debut release, a, uh, a three-song uh, demo tape EP. I don't know how they prefer it to be classified, but uh, yeah, there you go. How'd you like it? Sounds like Adam and Charlotte are taking a legitimate swing at this uh, synth stuff. Yeah, for sure. This was pretty good. It was pretty good. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, yeah. I've known Adam for a long time. He yeah. and I, he's one of the first, pe- first people I met when I moved to Indiana. Yeah. Um, I've lived together for a while and, and did house shows with him for a while and stuff. And I've known him for a long time, and I've never, never known him to not do something that I didn't think was at least good. Sure, yeah. Um, but I really like this. This was great. This was yeah. um, sort of, it was oddly sparse and dense at the same time like the programming sure. and instrumentation there was a lot yeah. going on mm-hmm. but it was kind of uh, like trance inducing almost for sure yeah and uh laconic yeah and uh yeah, I really dug this. Yeah, me too, man. This was really good. Um, I'm definitely going to check out the other two tracks on here, although I imagine that, that Dybbuk is probably more of like a, an intro track to to establish some atmosphere, considering it's only a minute and a half long. But yeah, I really liked that. I thought that this uh, this merged like the synthier side of Dark Wave and really traditional first wave, like Christian Death style death rock really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two elements were combined here to great effect. They are obviously... Obviously, naturally complementary things. This is not like a new synthesis by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it did combine things, two things that work really well, you know, chocolate and peanut butter type of situation here. And this was done, uh, I think, pretty close to as masterfully as you, you you could hope to do something like this. This was like... This evoked a, a very specific sort of time and place, like dark wave, death rock sound for me. This didn't... You, you could... You could tell me that this came out in 1985, and I would believe you mm. with no problem whatsoever. Well, both of these folks know exactly what they're going for. Too. Absolutely. I mean, yes. yes. This isn't their first rodeo. No, and, not at uh, all. Yeah, but it sounds great out the gate, man. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, that's, uh, that's a really solid first swing. It's a bummer that it's three songs. Yeah, for sure. I wish that there were more content like, here, more meat on these bones. Yeah, for sure. Because I, sure. would, I would like to, I would love to listen to 10 songs of stuff like this. Typically, when I'm in the mood to hear shit like this, I want to put on an LP of this. I don't put on like a Christian death song. I listen to only theater of pain from start to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get in a mood for this kind of stuff. And, uh, I would love to, I would love to put this, on a whole LP. This of sort this. of music isn't really like, I'm just going to listen to this track. Right. Yeah. 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 Right? For sure. Cause, cause I'm not saying that there's not bangers within the framework of the genre, but it is, uh, it, it evokes such a strong atmosphere that you, you, yeah at least for myself i am i am usually pretty much by the end of a very good track of this type i am immersed Mm -hmm. and i'm ready for more of that there's a context that requires establishment but once that once it's there yeah you just want to reside in it for a little while yeah i don't just want to dip in yes for sure right yeah that's how i feel about this too so i wish that this were more tracks i expect that there will be more tracks in the near future hopefully put together 10 tracks and die us all Beat a fucking path to your door. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right, yeah, yeah. This was really good stuff. Thanks for sending it over. Let's roll the dice. I love your little your little Asian ringtone. It's the, it's the <laughs> least irritating ringtone on the phone. Yeah, I just, I love right. it. Yeah. Bing, like, dong, like, dong, dong, I have to have dong, something so that I can hear it when I'm working. Sure, of course. Because I get important work calls. Yeah, I just love when I hear it because I always expect there to be a gong. Yeah, it's, it's an eight-year-old flip phone, <laughs> yeah. so I'm very limited in what I can use with it. Right. I, I wish it were like a... Like a MIDI version of like Ice Ice Baby or That's something. That's too much for that phone to do. Well, I'm sure it is, yes. So, you know, three.
All right, three is uh, King Mike Entertainment System. You can find this at statechampionrecords.bandcamp.com, and this is the uh, this is the newest release on there. Okay, so he, I think he suggested one of two. Oh yeah, he 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 suggested uh, very hard the third song on here. So let's go with that one. Like I said, he didn't provide a whole lot of context. He just said it's. Uh, he said he was going to give uh, playing guitar and singing and doing his own like solo project a try. And uh, he, he said he didn't know if it would be to most of our listeners' taste, but he figured he'd, he'd throw it in. Put it out there. Throw it in there anyway. So we're going to listen to the song Very Hard by King Mike Entertainment System. heard the song very hard by king mike entertainment system off of his uh self-titled debut release which is out and in the form of a cassette on his label state champion records yeah mike i think you i think you undersold yourself on this uh by saying you know you didn't think it would be to the taste of many of our listeners i didn't know what to to expect going into this but i expected it it would probably be some degree of good because you play in screaming females which is a genuinely very good band Mm -hmm. uh and and a tasteful band i would say too so i didn't expect you to just suddenly exhibit that you have no taste whatsoever in your solo project (laughs) you know what i mean Uh, that would that would have been a that would have been a weird left turn that i didn't expect so i expected this to be of some quality and uh i i was not surprised this was this was really good and i think it will be to a lot of our listeners taste we play quite a lot of, of power pop type of stuff on this show um this is the uh, a variety of power pop that i like a lot 
it's rooted enough in sort of traditional late 70s, early 80s power pop to present all of the components of that that I really like. But there's also uh, plenty of like big riff 90s kind of reimagining of the original power pop format in this, like super drag and, you know, first record Weezer and that kind of stuff. There was a little low fineness to it that was nice. For sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was like this is a, a home recorded project, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, this this was good, man. I, I liked it a lot. I will definitely check out the rest of this tape. I'm I'm kind of. I'm in the mood for this kind of stuff right now. And I think people in general are more, are more in the mood for this kind of stuff than they have been in a long time. I've noted, uh, noticed a lot of power poppy stuff, uh, kind of like entering into the conversation in a way that I haven't seen, seen in, seen in a quite a, quite a long time. And like my buddy James project Daisy is doing really, really well. Um, and this is like, it's not this is not quite that, but it's like kissing cousins with that for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a lot of people are going to enjoy this quite a lot. It was real good. Yeah, I'm going to check the rest of this out. This was catchy. That yep. main riff, that song was very catchy. Yep. Fun. Light. For sure. Right? Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, it was good, man. Got nothing bad to say about this. Very well done from a dude who I expected to present uh, a, a well-polished, well-thought-out product. It would have been really good, though, if it was really shitty. Yeah, and just total kind dog of at shit. A loss for <laughs> yeah, for total sure. Dog shit. Yeah, that would have been a nice but twist. I'm thinking about, sure. like, there was, I don't know, maybe like a decade ago, John Christ came back and put out, I always oh, joke yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, put sure. out like that solo record or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm back, baby. Right, right, right. And it's just so fucking bad. Yeah, so I, I have a buddy that, like, um, who has played in, like, a bunch of real good bands, and then, like, I got hit with one of those lefts. This was years ago, but I got hit with one of those hard left turns where he was like, check out my new band. And I'm like, oh, sh oh sh of course it's going to rip. He's only been in great bands. Mm -hmm. And it was unspeakably bad. And yeah. I just didn't even know what to say because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was so confused because I was like, dude, every band this guy's been in has been good. But this one is is not even just a little bad. It's like unlistenably bad. There's yeah. nothing good about it at all. So that would have been a nice little wrinkle. But I'm I'm uh, I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy to say, Mike, this stuff is good. It would have been really awesome. Dude from the screaming females. Yeah, submit some stuff. Right. It's total dog shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's total dog shit. It's worse than like textbook shit. Sure, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. On a whole nother level of like alien world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. He's out of the band. <laughs> that would have been, what, what a turn that would be, too. He gets right. kicked out of the band. You've, you've put us to shame. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you've embarrassed us That's in front right. of hundreds of people. Uh, yeah, that was good stuff. For sure, going to check out the rest of this. Let's roll the dice. All right. Five. All right. Five is uh, is Rad Habits. So you can find this at radhabits918.bandcamp.com. I won't go too hard on it because I said it at the top of the episode. I said it the last time it was in the queue, but like there's nothing about looking at this that makes me think I would like no, anything about no, it. No, this is really the, the artwork and then the tag OI. Yeah. Right? OI yeah. with an exclamation point, pop yeah. punks, you know, like. This is pretty schizophrenic, at least in its visual presentation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not liking how this looks. It's a really bad band. A really bad band name too. Um, but maybe the music is so sick. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe every red flag that is just being waved in my face right now, I'm gonna zoom right past it, straight through the finish, and have a great time. Right. So we're gonna listen to the song "Get Me Up" by Rad Habits.
the song get me up by the band rad habits from tulsa oklahoma i'm just gonna lead with the i'm gonna i'm gonna lead with the roses before before the thorns here okay i will say this was a lot closer to not sucking than i anticipated it being and i don't think it quite gets into the not sucks category but it's closer than i expected it it almost breaks water it It almost almost treads water it almost treads water there right and there are some things that I think could be slightly tweaked here that, that could push it into that territory. For me right now, it's like right on the borderline of like that bizarro world kind of street punk, bar punk stuff. But you could go left where you're currently choosing to go right and it could get a lot better because, yeah, there are classic power pop and oi influences here where if they were integrated more effectively, I think could work really well. First of all, three and a half minutes is a bold fucking choice. The song kept going. This was like, I mean, watching my grandpa wither away from cancer in real time felt like less drawn out than this song. I mean, I can't believe that it was only three and a half minutes, in fact. Like, I I kept thinking, like, there's no way that this can still be going on. It felt much longer than three and a half minutes because there just weren't enough musical ideas here to justify a three and a half minute runtime. I mean, this should have been half that. This, a minute 45, two minutes, minutes. 
two minutes where you could have you could have twenty done, maybe maybe if you're if you got a if you got a good solo in there or something. Um, so there's that. This needs to be abridged. These ideas just they don't fill the space of three and a half minutes effectively. And we already touched on this, but the name and visual presentation are so bad. I can't I can't overstate it here, man. I mean, it's just and I Eric, you, you seem like a nice a nice dude. So I'm not trying to rag on you here. This is I'm I'm giving you I'm giving you this with love. But then if I see the name Rad Habits and then I see that stupid fucking played out like retro design format, or I see this with like the horrible just like preset photo free Photoshop typeface and the horrible like clip art barbed wire i mean it's just not only is it aesthetically repulsive but it's like it's very low effort you know you know on like honestly simple fucking low angle picture of the band leaning against a brick wall as long as you don't like a three-quarter as long as you don't look stupid yeah we're we're in classic fucking cuts right yes exactly yeah perfectly matches yes exactly right? for sure but both of these it I, I yeah it's it's very schizophrenic it doesn't make any sense if i see a high contrast black and white cassette layout with this i hear a different approach to the recording and mixing on this mm-hmm. i hear an abridged version of this my opinion on this is way different but there are just there's too many barriers to entry here for anybody who likes to work in progress for sure yes i mean there's only two songs here right and 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 i genuinely am giving this this critique with with the most love i can muster because i think that the clearly everybody playing in this band are good at their instruments eric you recorded this and i think you're a a solid enough engineer but there are just i i don't think like anybody cool (laughs) is is like potentially going to like this but if some different decisions are made i think you could for sure get there because this isn't a mile away from stuff that i do like but there are just some things here that that stick out like sore thumbs for me if you're in a if you're in a db band yeah like you're fucking like scandy db band yeah you're expected to to look a certain way sure even if it is just a costume and you swap it out for something else right when you play in your fucking whatever youth crew band sure right yeah when you play in a, a, a anything, I think anything that is gonna say power pop or oi, yeah, you're expected to present a certain. Put way. your cuffed Levi's on, yeah. you know what I mean. Get your boots out, tuck your white T-shirt in, yeah. groom your facial hair and your yeah. and and your hair on your head. You know what I mean. So uh-huh. if you are gonna do the band shot, do it right. Don't look like a bunch of schlubs. Right, and show up to play the show that way. For too. sure, like look look good. Total. So yeah, that like when when we when we saw Danny's favorites, right? Uh-huh. They were doing that like the power pop stuff. Like we mm-hmm. when we played with them in Rochester, right. they looked the fucking part. Sure did, a hundred percent. And it and it served like that visual presentation helped like put the band over because it was like okay, everything here is cohesive, right? You know, right? And and so and, and musically, this yeah, the song was too long. Um, it it was. There's a fine line that, sure. that some of this stuff really walks Agreed, where, yeah. like, you know, the gruff, the gruff, shitty singing, yeah, 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 right, yeah. is tried and true. Yeah, for sure. Right, in Oi and Pub Rock, because it's every man's music. For right? sure, yeah. Um, but to me, it kind of, it, it didn't line up with the tone of the song. Yeah, agreed. For sure. Just a little more snarl on the song. Yes, for sure. I just, I wanted this make to be it, a little grimier, a little grittier. Just make it a little grimier, make it a little shorter. Yep. Right? Yeah. You can stick on that. You can stick on that main riff. For sure. 
That there's nothing wrong with that. A million fucking songs open up just the way this song absolutely opens up. Yeah. Right. Thanks to Chuck Berry, I guess. Sure. Right. 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 Because when that first riff came in, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is sounding okay. And then I saw, oh wait, this is three and a half minutes long. What are we doing here? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. And 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 for me, there aren't many. There aren't many. Um, I I always like things nastier. Yeah, agree. I generally don't like to look at the brighter side. If you know anything about me, right? <laughs> yes. I don't generally like to look at the brighter side of shit. Hell, even if you've just only listened to this episode and no other ones, <laughs> you've right. got you a pretty good feel for that. About me. You got a, you got a good feel <laughs> yeah. for that, right? Yeah, sure. And and a lot of times when oi bands or even oi, I'm saying this is necessarily an oi band, right? Sure. But when there's like you know oi influence bands doing right. this, it crosses a line with me. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and this kind of did that. Yeah, too. I agree. For sure. I kind of did that, too. I just want to hear a little shorter, a yeah. little more of a cohesive presentation visually. Yeah. And um, pull all the pieces together and, and just a little more fucking snarl in this song. For sure. And, yo, like, I will say, too, I'm going to make a bold assertion here. With the Snake Eyes stuff, I think we correctly surmised that our advice is in no way going to translate to any degree of success in their chosen lane. I think that we know this world enough that if you take this advice in stride, you might actually, it might actually help you. It might well, actually help you reach the people you want to reach. I think also when we, let's put quotations around the word success first. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Big, old, tons of quotations, big ones. Right. Yes. But uh, there's a much wider lane for success yeah. in what Snake Eyes is trying to do. Yes. Versus anything that that this like the anything yeah. that is oi influence. You got to get this really right, right? And 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 you're also existing in a time when there is a massive boom of bands doing this, at least stuff close to this, very very right, right. So right. you got to you got to step it up. And I think your playing and songwriting is like you, you clearly have some chops here. So I think just make make the necessary tweaks fully i mean literally change the name of the band i, I got like that is such a one of the worst bad band names i've come up against in quite a while and change the entire visual presentation of this because those two things alone are immediately i mean not, nobody <laughs> nobody is gonna take that seriously it just is what it is it screams like local band and that is the last thing you you ever want to do you know so yeah uh let's uh let's roll the dice one more time and we'll listen to some messages all right Ripped your finger open there, huh? Mm, yeah, I got a, I got a bad habit. It's not rad. Yeah, it's a bad habit. I bite my cuticles. Yeah, could be autism. It's not. It could be. We might want to get you screened. I'm gonna, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna start everything you do being like, you know, that's an autistic trait. You might. Yeah, get get somebody to follow me around and test me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll carry a card and I'll be like, excuse me. I actually, ha I actually have autism. My whole thing with like, even if I, even if I am on some, some level on the spectrum, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't provide me any degree of insight into who I am as a person that I don't already have or that I need. I just like uh, it. Just yeah. what would it do for me? Right. Even if it is true. Right. What does it matter? Like, yeah. how will it affect how I interface with the world or understand myself? And like, I don't want to make friends because of things like that. So like, yeah, what, that's what I who mean. Does like, it help? I, if you're already it. an adult and you're functioning on any level, then who does it serve to right, know this? Right. You know about yourself? It, what am I going to go look for a fucking support group right. online then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like shit. it's, it's not a flag to fly. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares, man? What are you going to pump me full of pills? <laughs> Fat chance, doc. <laughs> All right. Three. Okay. Uh, three is uh amateur hour. 
You can find this at amateurhourbg.bandcamp.com. This is the uh, self-described and described to us by the, the individual who sent it, sent it in as noise pop. Uh, this is a band from Gothenburg, Sweden. Okay, hold on just a second. Uh-huh. Gothenburg, yes, but a bunch of Americans. It's not Gothenburg. But a bunch of pr Americans pronounce it. <laughs> you're just playing the... I'm not even going to drop that sound into just the show. I'm No, because you're playing it like 50 times. I understand it is pronounced Gothenburg, but enough people would just pronounce it Gothenburg in the States that, like... I, I think it's the ship has sailed. You no, know what I mean? It hasn't. Everybody that I've ever met pronounced the ship. <laughs> every, everybody that I've ever met has pronounced it Gothenburg other than you, which is not to say that you're incorrect because clearly you are correct. correct. But what I'm just, what I'm saying is here is that in the, in the West here, there's a general social consensus on, on, on how this is pronounced. Right. Just like, just like, uh, uh, uh nuclear. <laughs> no, nuclear is no. There's most people or, do not say nuclear or uh, library. Irregardless, library. That's my favorite. One. Irregardless, that's a good one. Irregardless is just not even a word. I know. No is nuclear. So is nuclear. Yeah, that's, that's not. A, that's that's not just a, a mispronunciation either. of a word. Whereas irregardless is adding a prefix to a word that is already Ir actually a word. Nuclear is adding letters to that are not in the word. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So the the. <laughs> So this is a band from Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, we're going to listen to, I don't know that there was a, a specific song suggested to us. They've got the song Bye Bye, which is the opening track queued up to play. So, um, yeah. It's a it's a longer one, but there are some other longer tracks on here. There's like a seven and a half minute long song on here. And yeah. a, a lot of these songs are like three-ish minutes. So this is not like a an outlier per se. So we're going to listen to Bye Bye by Amateur Hour from Gothenburg, Sweden. Okay. Hey, wait a second. When was this recorded? Uh, I don't fucking know. It came out in August of this year. Yeah, but it says the highly sought after debut album originally released through Four Log for Free Music finally reissued. I don't know, but they have they have other releases that came out in August of this year, it looks like. Um, so it looks like they are a contemporary band. This just might be a reissue of a previous record. All right, so we're listening to Bye Bye. Yeah. This record was released in 2016. Yeah, but this is a reissue, and they are a band that has a new record that came out this year, too. So we should listen to that and not the release from 2016. Fair enough. We can do that. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, with that with that standard set, you could, you know, submit, uh, I don't know, a, a new reissue of Harmony Corruption. <laughs> I guess. I, uh, that, that might... That's a that's a, an extreme example considering that's a thirty year old record and this is a six year old record. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it's too old. Okay, so we're gonna listen to something off of. We're actually gonna listen to something off of their actually new record uh, that actually came out this year, Framtiden Tilhor into Os. Um, just because the other record up is a reissue of a record from twenty sixteen, and this is a contemporary. Nope, this came out in two thousand nineteen. It did. Yes, it did. So what record came out this year? Um, oh, Krokta Tenkar and Branda Vanor. Yeah. That record came out this year. <laughs> yes. It's a I'm, bunch of reissues. Yeah. I'm having a really good time with this episode tonight. <laughs> you're just, you're <laughs> just letting you know. If we're, you know, what are we if not, like, sure. bound by some some rules? Right. Yeah, right. So hey. Our own Bushido send us, code. Send us any fucking hardcore, <laughs> you know, hardcore adjacent metal shit from the past 40 years. Who cares? <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so we're going to listen to something off of Krok de Tankar Oak Brandon Vanor by Amateur Hour, which actually did come out this year. Um, it's their first proper release since 2019's Framed Hidden Tilhor into Os. Um, so this one, they have got uh, the song, the, the 11th song on this 16-track LP queued up to play. So we are actually, for the final time, and definitely really in real life, going to listen to Feel My Loneliness by Amateur Hour. It's a five-and-a-half-minute song. You got damn right it is.
Okay, we just heard the song Feel My Loneliness by Amateur Hour off of Crocta Tenkar o Cambranda Venor. So if you know me, predictably, I liked this a lot. That said, I think that this show is probably like the worst possible format to present this type of music. Uh, like a five and a half minute long, like noise pop shoegazy dream poppy track with no percussion on like demo listen is just a a bad fit i think um considering like the the pacing of the show and the the general tenor of the show but i liked that a lot and it interests me enough that i'm gonna check out the rest of this record however i will say um i'm a simple man and uh if there are no drums on this entire record i might be out (laughs) i needed i was kind of waiting for some drums to kick in and that to crescendo um it's it's rare that i'm feeling Uh, contemplative and self-reflective enough these days that I'm going to put on a record of stuff that is like that mellow and low key. I usually need a little bit more energy from the stuff I'm listening to these days, which is not to say that this wasn't very good. It was really good and I did like it. It's just that as I like am propelled ever ever faster towards my inevitable end. I've talked about this on the show before. I just feel like I got less time to waste, you know, and I'm, I'm usually trying to listen to stuff that is, uh, is not shit that's putting me in my feelings so I can kick back and put my feet up. I gotta be in a, like a real specific headspace to seek out stuff like this, even the shit like this that I grew up listening to and, and still really enjoy and brings me back to a specific time and place. I gotta be feeling like a really specific way that I don't often feel these days. So I liked this, but and I'm gonna and I'm gonna check out more of it. I just don't know how much time realistically I would spend with it. Uh, I really like this. This song wasn't lacking, I felt, without any drums. For sure, but I want there to be more there, than this on the record. There are 16 tracks on yes. this record. One of them is 15 minutes and 14 seconds. Right. That might be a stretch. For sure. Uh, but this definitely hit the right note with me. For sure. Um, I like this a lot, and unfortunately, um, it is forever forever locked up in Sweden. So like $30 yeah. shipping. Right. Right. There's no way. Yeah. Um, unless I happen to find it over here somewhere in a used bin or something like that. Yeah. Um, or somebody puts it up on Discogs. For sure. Yeah, I really like this a lot. I'm going to check out the rest of this record for sure. Yeah. Um, get certain, do, do have to cert- be in a certain mood. Yeah, it's right? kind of a shame because I feel like there's stuff like this that comes across my, my proverbial desk that I do really like and I just spend such little time with it just because like... And, and I might be in this in a, in a head. I'm sure inevitably I will be in a headspace again where I've got more room for this. But where I'm at right now, I just I make very little time for this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know. We're entering into the winter months. Perhaps this will be a good. That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. So, yeah, a couple things. Another thing, too. Um, if she's not on it, you don't want to hear it. And it's a dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to fucking hear it. <laughs> I I can still I can still hang with it even if it's a guy as long as as long as I, I like don't want to fucking hear it right sure um, this kind of you know in, in many ways this at least this song right yeah I'm the rest of it but if if, if the rest of this album is as sort of um, airy and desolate as that song yeah 
this really is sort of on a parallel track with a lot of like doom. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you know I have to be in a certain headspace and and I have to well just like with um 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 Clist sect. Yes, Clist sect. Uh, you know you have to build up sort of an inertia. Sure, yeah. Like a mood. Right. But you know, like just listening to that song there. If I had something to do for the next three hours, sure, that's all I would fucking listen. To. Right, sure, yeah. right. And and it's it's kind of it has to put me in that sort of like, it it runs that that gamut where it's like I don't want to just like turn on, um, I I don't want to just listen to like the Sea Hag by Burning Witch as a standalone track. Sure, I want to listen right. to the you know I want to listen to Towers. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing with this. Um, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, and I think it is very similar to the Clist sect stuff in that way. And that's kind of how I feel about, like, any time that I'm, I'm dabbling in, uh, like, noise or power electronics or something. Same deal. I'm not going to put on a uh, a White House track. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm going right. to listen to a White House record. Right. Um, so, yeah, same thing with this. And, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe this is a conversation for a therapist. I'm not in a self-reflective space right now. I'm in, I'm in an all-go, no-slow space in my life right now where I'm just, like, very much trying to get as much done as yeah. possible and i yeah. leave very little time to like sit and think about my life yeah I, I could feel that like like i it wasn't self-reflective sometimes i think about like you know what what is what is apocalyptic what what is an apocalyptic sound sure right? yeah, yeah. and i you know you could think about like you know the biggest fucking heaviest not necessarily most riff laden but like um 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 ah uh, fuck um that uh, Teeth of Lions Rule Divine, oh, sure, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. track there. Yeah, That's an apocalyptic sure. song. It's like 28 minutes yeah. long, and it sounds like the fucking end of the world. Sure, right? yeah. And you can think about, like, you know, grindcore and stuff like that and, and, and the apocalyptic sounds. But, like, that right. is an apocalyptic sound as well. I that agree. is that yes. is the That is the waning light of a dying sphere in space. Sure, yeah. This is this is the other side of... This is the other side of the doom yin-yang. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I yeah. agree with that entirely. I think that... I think it is... Uh, I think it's a complementary form mm -hmm. in, the, in that way, and I think uh, I think that's a good way to think about this kind of very sparse dream pop stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was this was very very good for sure, and uh, and I'll try to make some time to like get get in a headspace where I can absorb this whole record because I, I liked that song a lot for sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's listen. Let's listen to some voicemails. All right. This is for D. Smokey Johnson. Uh, um. Just like everyone else, when they always have to react like, hey, AJ, cut the bullshit whenever I state any of my idiot rhetoric. And I guess this will be an open message to everyone who's always displeased when I do that. It's an open forum. It's not that deep. And if you really want to smoke my pole, you can just ask. I'll let you know where to find me, and you can begin the smoking. Nothing wrong with smoking a little pole. Don't have to hide behind a message and complain that I'm stating some bullshit. There's no shit, Sherlock, I am. It's what an open forum is for, to have some fun. Bye. Fuck you all. Okay, and then AJ's got a little follow-up. There's nothing to say to that one, right? He, he, he stated his case there. Stated his case. Fairly, fairly succinctly and uh, articulately. Balls in say. your court smoke. <laughs> right, okay. Did you hear what he said about you? <laughs> so let's listen to his follow-up. Also, side note, uh, another band that I think did the Gothenburg style actually really well and that I really liked um, was Hyde. I think they're from, like, Denmark or Belgium. Early 2000 shit, if people worship and love that kind of metalcore, check them out. 
super sick. Not some weirdo, like, oversaturated heavy guitar work bullshit where it's, like, masturbatory. But, yeah. But, yeah, I'll fuck you all again. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know how it's pronounced. I, you really think I'm going to download uh, a, an audio file of a computer saying Gothenburg and, and insert it into the episode over and over again? I don't even know where it is because it's not picking up on the recording, so I'll just have to guess where you're putting it, and uh, I'm not going to do it. So, yes, there you go. A, a living example of what I stated earlier. Uh, AJ, I have not checked out that band Hyde. I'm not familiar with them, but I will I will check it out. It might be something that I'm into. <laughs> Let's listen to the next message. Hey, you guys mentioned Jordan Peterson on your show. Um, there's this video of him that he recently uploaded because he got banned from Twitter. It's 27 minutes long of him basically crying because he, as a grown man, he's been banned from a social media app. It's fucking funny. I watched about five minutes of it. That's it's worth your time to watch five minutes of it because he sounds like a little bitch. And this is the person that is supposed to be uh, leading the way for the Western male. Anyway, kill, fuck, marry, blazing the northern sky, Transylvanian hunger, and I think it's under a funeral moon. See you later. Bye. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the, yeah, that's like the great irony of all of these kind of dudes who are who are supposedly at the forefront of uh, reviving Western Western masculinity. It's yeah. like it's all a grift, and they are all they're all little crybaby fags. Right. I mean, I mean? A- like, anybody anybody that's worried about masculinity, yes, says a lot more about them for than sure. uh, the world around them. Absolutely, dude. Like for for the love of Christ, man. Like don't. The, don't fall for it. Don't do not fall for it, man. I, I'm sure we have enough listeners that I'm sure there's somebody in our listenership who has been fucking grifted. Oh no, not rip my beautiful wife. <laughs> <laughs> I almost brought this up last week and so, then I didn't. <laughs> just here to so, all right, whatever. I, I yeah, you you just brought up something. First of all, <laughs> this is this is not well suited to a podcast no, it's because because there's. Anyway, you brought up something, first of all, kind of apropos of nothing. And also, well, because you talk about Jordan Peterson crying. Right, right. And sure. Mask, and, and men crying. Yes, I almost which is fine for a man to cry. But strong it, men also strong cry. men also cry. Mr. Lebowski, <laughs> strong men also cry. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring it up last week's episode. I didn't. I'm not going to say who uploaded it because whatever. But just I talked to Nate about it off air because a guy whose videos I watch sometimes on YouTube, his wife died very unexpectedly, which is an awful thing. And, you know, I can't imagine the grief that that induces in a person. But he uploaded a video about it. And like the title just really fucking got me because it's R.I.P. My Beautiful Wife. (laughs) And like... There's just something about that. It's so dystopian. It's so dystopian, dude. Like, I I just couldn't deal with it, man. Like, I mean, I couldn't. My only reaction to it was to laugh because it's it's psychotic. Like, why would you upload that? Hi, everybody. Like, they're your fucking friends. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I understand that it's your livelihood to make YouTube videos, but, like, just go off the grid for a while, man. Check back in when you're feeling better and be like, 
hey guys, I've taken some time off. My wife passed away. I'm going to go back to making videos right. now. I'm in a right. better place. Right. Real shit happened as opposed to the fake shit that I put in my video. Right. Yeah, man. Like, and if you feel the need, if you, <laughs> if you feel bold. It's so fucking tasteless. I know. I know. <laughs> Imagine my wife dying, and then the next day, may uploading a video to YouTube that says "Rip my beautiful gotta, wife." Gotta put this up on social media. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, like, <laughs> like if YouTube's your livelihood and you feel beholden enough to your audience that you got to do something, you can post a message to YouTube that updates your fans. Like, hey, my wife passed very unexpectedly. Or, I'm gonna be going for a while. Or something, you know. Something happened for personal reasons. You don't need to know. Right. Be back later. Right. Exactly. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, dude, this this sort of impulse, this impulse to like live your life like fully in this like public sphere that is also separated by by a, a massive impenetrable wall of cyberspace is just like it's really psychotic. Hey, guys, if there's ever like we'll say a good month to maybe six month period where we're disappeared. It's because my wife died <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. You don't need to know. Yeah, sure. Just rest assured. Something probably has happened. Yes. And maybe we come out the other end of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. <laughs> Rip my beautiful wife. <laughs> Also, kill, fuck, marry. This this is a difficult one, not because, oh, how do I choose? But because those three records are pretty interchangeable for me. Yeah. They're all kind of like, they're, they're, they're all pretty crucial records. Uh, I like them all, but like they all serve very much like the same role for me. They're yeah. not like treading a whole lot of new ground from one record to the next on those. Yeah. They all have their standout tracks, but they're like, they're records that are very much like steeped in the atmosphere that they evoke. And again... They are records that I'm not putting on a track from. I'm sitting down and listening to that whole record. And usually if I'm in that mood, I'm listening to one of those records, maybe more than one of those records, and also records by other bands in that general world. Yep. I'm usually spending a day with that kind of stuff. I don't put on uh, Under a Funeral Moon and then put on like a Cheap Trick record right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I so I, I'm sorry to not indulge you there, but I, I can't really effectively play that game because all those records are, are pretty interchangeable for me. I would agree. Um, all right, let's uh, let's hear the next one. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm listening to the newest episode, and Nate starts off with talking about uh, the NHRA drag racing. Uh, I have to say, my dad, when I was about 10, 11, took me to one of those, and he kept saying, you you just have to see this once. You know, you at least have to go see this once. And Nate probably has the best description I've ever heard of what it is like to sit there and watch those things go down the track. Shakes everything. You can't see a damn thing until they're about 1,000 feet down the track. The fun fact, though, after they make those paths, they take those cars straight back, tear down and rebuild the entire motor, 
and put it back on the tracks for its next uh, its next thing. You can go back in the pits and watch them rebuild the motors and everything like that, and they'll start them up. And but that's crazy. They tear down that entire motor, rebuild it, and they'll throw it back out on the track for another race, and then it usually will just explode halfway down. So I don't I don't know why the fuck they can't get that right. But uh, <laughs> fuck yourself. Boy, they've been trying to get it right for a long time. They don't know why they can't get it the fuck right either. Because you're right. I would say probably 30% of the cars, yeah. like, you know something is wrong right away, and they just, sure. boom, blow up within the first, like, 200 feet. Right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I can't, I can't get this right. Yeah. But he's right. They do. They tear down the entire engine because yeah. the engine is pretty low-tech, uh, and there's it's under such stress, and they replace anything that needs replaced. Mm. Um, so... Uh, and, and then they fire them back up. And I went down into the pits where these engines were. And um, my buddy's like, you know, oh, let's go down and, and, and check out the pits and, and get, get, get a hit of nitro. Yeah. Right? Because the, the fuel is nitromethane. Oh, okay. Um, which is the same fuel that is in, like, air, like model aircraft. Sure, yeah. It, it doesn't have the same energy output. And it has a, a higher burning temperature, I think. A lower energy output and, and like, a higher ignition point than gasoline. Mm-hmm. But it only takes, like a fraction of the oxygen okay. to burn. So you can burn a ton of fuel and get a, a huge energy release as opposed to gasoline, which needs a lot more oxygen. Sure. So anyway, they, they burn like 12 gallons of fucking fuel in three seconds. Yeah, that's fucking wild. But they tear the whole engine down. And then they start it back up. And I guess it's like a uh, tradition for folks to go to these things to go stand in the exhaust plume of the, of the engine when it, when it fires. Oh, okay. And get a hit of nitro. Okay. <laughs> and it's like being tear gassed. Oh, Jesus like Christ. Like my tongue burned, my mouth burned, my yeah. eyes burned. I was like, oh, my God, my skin was burning. Yeah. Whatever was in that yeah. probably should only inhale it once a year. Yeah, yeah, I would say. I, that might be pushing it. Yeah. But, yo, again, uh, I'm sold. I'm sold on uh, NHRA right, well, drag racing. Well, we're going to look for some – we're going to look for some that – you know, where we've got, because I, I, I want to get in, like, not finals, but, like, you know, elimination. Where sure. it's tons of top fuel cars going, going, going. Right, right, right? sure, yeah. And sure. just treat it like a fucking power violence show. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, we got one more message. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Hey, Gray, hey, Nate, it's Claire. Fuck you guys. I am driving through your beautiful state uh, on 65 on my way back from Riot Fest, uh, listening to Hell Week because I'm way behind. Um... So, I don't know if anyone else has come up with this idea, has thought of this idea, but there's so many things that I want, I, I have liked, and I have enjoyed, and I want to return to, but in my case, it has been so goddamn long since I've hit those episodes. <laughs> I, I posit to the listenership. How about, like, do we want to, like, do a, like, a, a wiki, fandom wiki type thing where we classify, like, we gather up all the bands that have been on the show and put them, I either categorize them by country, by subgenre, I don't fucking know. I'm just, I'm just driving through Indiana without a shirt and just, fucking I, my, my back hurts so I'm like hey this might be a cool idea so yeah uh fuck you all bye yeah that's that's not a bad idea at all Claire messaged me about this earlier and was like you know 
um, somebody other than myself would have to do it because I don't have like the patience to do that. Like, like she wouldn't have the patience to do that. And certainly, I, certainly I'm not going we need, to do we it. Need, we need a true autist. Right. We do need a true autist of the, of the specific, uh, of the specific variety that loves to categorize things and type them out and uh, meticulously organize them on databases, which, um, is, is, is not, is not me. Um, I like to, I like to alphabetize my records and I like to, I like to put my shirts together by color and genre. And that's about as far as it goes for me. I do not, I do not like to date. I don't like data entry. So I'm sure as fuck not going to do that. But if there's anybody in our listenership to whom that sounds like a good idea, it's certainly not a bad one. Um, but, but I will say that if you're seriously considering giving any, uh, any sort of, uh, real time or energy to to documenting this show that we do to uh, do I would just suggest seeking mental health yeah, that's, services that's on instead you. you know because yeah. th- there there's something you're you're in a low point I, what I do is is pretty simple yeah is we you know open them up mm-hmm. here yeah I bookmark the ones I really like yes and then I forget about them <laughs> yeah yes yeah for sure the ones I I'll say this man we just we we are exposed to so much music, not only via this show, but just in our spare time and in our personal lives that like, for me, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't feel any sort of pressure to, to remember specific things. I'm very confident that, uh, the cream rises to the top in my brain. Like if it's stuff that I really want to remember, my brain will latch onto it. I will purchase the tape or the LP. I will remember it. You know, like I, I listened to the Poison Ruin records over and over again, right? We heard that stuff on the show. It is something I revisit all the time. Uh, GT, whatever, you know, uh, Cherry Cheeks. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that, that really sticks with me, like it it naturally finds a, a space in my brain that it can occupy and stick there. Yeah, I feel like that's that's where I, it is with me too. And, and I also don't necessarily, because there's so many popular trends. Yeah. And a lot of bands that I like that are all of a certain ilk. Mm-hmm. If I'm missing somebody, I don't really feel like I'm missing anybody. Sure. You know what I mean? If I come back across like, oh, yeah, that band was pretty sick. Cool. Right. right. You have that Algara shirt on. Sure. Right. Right. Kind of forgot about that. Right. I'd seen that LP around. Right. And they played. I was like, oh, yeah, they were really sick. Now I have a connection to that band. Yeah. And and for me, it's just like I I consume so much media not just music but i i read books and comics and i watch a lot of tv and and films and i watch a lot of fucking youtube fucking video essays on shit that i like and it's just like there's so much good stuff that we hear on this show that i'm not going to remember and i very much just made peace with that because there's more great stuff in this world than i could ever hope to consume and i long ago uh, gave up the notion that I like need to somehow collect all of it, right? Like, like I said, the stuff that is truly a cut above the rest, uh, that truly makes an impact on me, it, it finds a way to weasel its way into my subconscious as and kind of stay there, has. right? As it always has, right? So I got some text messages. We do. So we have got uh, we've got one from uh, somebody who texted earlier and and wasn't really clear in their text, and I remember reading it and going, "What are you mad at? Like, what? So the song, the intro song, so they cleared up here. Sorry that I wasn't clear in the direction." Direction of my disgust, my shaming wasn't pointed as well as it could have been. I was referring to your soft boy crybaby solo singer songwriter shit and you simping for wimps and their terrible music. Get fucked, you too, <laughs> fat man. No wonder you walk around with a gun, bitch boy. Also, really want to hear about PD send pics. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I could send you a Picopedia on here. I got some Picopedia on that that uh, that uh, I've I've I'm sure I've gotten my text message records. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I make I, I make no bones about the fact that I uh, strummed a little acoustic guitar for a while in my life. Some of that stuff uh, I can't stand behind because I was a young man. Some of it, you know, I still like some singer songwriter shit. Uh, I still really like Elliot Smith, and some of the stuff that I wrote I think is really good. Some of it I think is really gay and bad. It just uh, is what it is. Um, let's, uh, let's see what we got here. Do you think the dude from Grimyard is on Twitter slandering the little mermaid for having a black chick in it? Probably not, but I bet you it does bug him. Yeah, 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 for sure. He's definitely convinced that, 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 that's part of like, uh, you know, replacement theory. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's They're like, replacing a fake fish woman. Right. Yes. Yeah. With a fake, uh, fake black fish woman instead. Yeah. Right. Um, did someone do a piece in the Fort Wayne paper about the Harrison house once? How did that come about? Did anything funny happen as a result of that? Remember that zine from Indiana where the dude did a recap of all the shows he went to that year? That was dope. Yep. So someone did. There was like, there was a couple of pieces in the paper about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just them looking for you know, human interest stories, human interest yeah. stories found. Sure. It wasn't very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing exactly. really came out of it. For sure. You know, like early on, um, yeah, I, yeah, nothing really came out of it. No, I and, mean, and that's good, you know. Yeah, for sure, that's it's for the better. I mean, uh, yeah, in terms of how that stuff arises, I'm not sure of how the Harrison House one arose, but it, specifically, but y- that's how this shit typically works. Like with local news people, usually, especially now, they're on social media. Something gets shared in their feed. They think I can write an article about that. I mean, these people are—they're are, just writing for the next paycheck. Well, you, know, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and like this was MySpace when we started. Sure, yeah, and that's you know, and um, you know, probably a younger person or sure. something or other. Right, right, right. Yep, tangentially yeah. or involved in. Sure, you know this that has a journalism degree right yeah and uh, decided to try to write a paper and you know if I write a piece about it fine we'll we'll be nice but like. It's not nice. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the local news did a feature on my, on my, uh, you know, vintage resale business that barely pays the bills. Right. So this stuff is just people that think this would make a good story. I can write about this. I have a deadline to hit. Let's do this. You know, I mean, that's literally all it is. And that's why, like, whenever people get pissed about, like, hardcore, you know, ending up on the front page of Yahoo News, like the gel show that happened at, uh, that uh, a, a sonic drive-in recently. It was like Gel, Chemical Fix, Scowl, and somebody else. It's like making the rounds on some more mainstream news sites and stuff. And some people get real up in arms about that, like, oh, hardcore shouldn't be on Yahoo. And it's just like, dude, literally this is just a clickbait headline for the week. This is, they saw something, they can spin it, and people will go, whoa, that's crazy. Punk bands played at a Denny's, and then it's on to the next, like, yeah. not even weekly, but daily news cycle. Right. This is all. Hourly. It's ju- hourly, indeed, yeah. This is just to generate traffic to their dying fucking format, uh, you know, publication format. It's it's nothing. And uh, I think the local newspapers and stuff, it's just a microcosm of that same general phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And then Micah actually did the zine. Yes, classy people, mm-hmm. yeah. Our buddy Micah did a did a zine called Classy People. He and did three issues, I think. Yeah, I believe so. We played uh, our band, our hardcore band, Parasitic Twins, that Nate and I play in. Great um, plays in this band. Uh, <laughs> that has been around for like 12 years now. Uh, we played one of the Classy People zine like release shows down in Indianapolis at the dojo. It was it, That was a fun zine. Micah's a good writer. Yeah. And uh, 
he has a really it, it was almost like um a zine version of this show. It, it, it was, was a it version. was a zine version of this show basically right where he's yes. talking about entire shows yeah 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 for sure it was sick I, and you I love you, that you walk away wondering does he even like this? i know <laughs> yeah for sure which which i'm sure many people walk away from our show asking the exact same question right, right? right. um yeah no classy people was fucking sick i can't remember who played that particular release show but i do i i remember it being it was fun a fun one yeah. i think maybe did the uh, southside stranglers play that one yeah, maybe? i don't know i know we played a show with that southside was not stranglers one of our finest hours at the dojo that set that we played yeah i can't i, I cannot remember it it was terrible okay <laughs> there you go um okay so let's uh let's wrap it up there if you want to call in it's 260-222-8341 uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, leave a review on your uh, podcatcher of choice if you feel so inclined. And I did all the other housekeeping stuff up top, so we'll uh, we'll sign out there, and we'll see you next week.